Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly along with the Chad and Frank Neely. We're going to have a great show tonight, guys. I don't have any announcements tonight, Chad, but welcome to your first in a it's been a while since you co-hosted with me. Yes, sir. Glad to have you in here tonight. Thank you for having me. We we talked about doing some of this stuff. Um, I got a scratchy dog. Um, (laughs) We're going to have some guest co-hosts for a while to see how things went, and I'm glad that you was able to do it tonight. I know that you haven't been feeling very well, but glad to see you feeling better tonight. And uh, we got Frank in here. Frank's uh, north of you a few hours. Yep. He fishes a lot of stuff. He fishes for a lot of uh, creeks, streams, rivers, and stuff up in northern Indiana. And uh, we're going to pick his brain here in just a little bit. But uh, what do you say we go through the people in chat and give them all a shout out? It sounds great to me. All right. Do you want to take off with it or you want me I, to? I'll take off with it if you don't there mind. You Knock yourself uh, out. I got Miss Pontoon Jody. She's my number one fan. Just if you guys didn't know that, I did. Yeah, yeah. self-proclaimed, but <laughs> she is my number one fan. We got avid fisherman, Mister Maurice Kaysen, Jason Lamb, uh, Freddie's Outdoor Adventures. My favorite Stokes. Sorry, sorry, Lyle. There's Cindy Stokes. She's in the house. I'm used to it. I know. Fish or uh, catfishing with Crow, fishing in freedom, hooks and hammocks. Uh, John Patrick Jr. I was going to skip him after a comment he made about me uh, in chat. <laughs> that you're going to have to put up with me tonight. We got Kelly from the Bullock Exper- uh, Experience. We've got Patriot James from Patriot Catfishers of America. Mark Anthony. We got Kun. I'm going to pronounce it Kunis Outdoor Adventures. <laughs> we, got- <laughs> we got Joe Buck 66. We got V3 Custom Kentucky. What's going on, Dan? Miss Chrissy Brown, uh, Moonlight Fishing, Lance McCoo guy. Trying to see if I, I think I scrolled a little bit too far at one point here. Like <laughs> we got Sean Abney, Ashley Brady. Let's see. Let me grab this real quick. We've got Brad Bex. We've got Buckeye Catfishing. Hey. We've got Lyle Stokes from Catfish Weekly. We do. We got Bubble Mike Greenwell. We got Pat Paul Ed and Northeast Kansas Fisherman. We've got Roger Gillick from Two Locks Catfish Guides, Ryan Sayer, Silver Fox Fishing Sandy, and Matt from Wannabe Outdoors. What I'm seeing so far here, Lyle. That's awesome. Did uh, I, Chris Musselton? Oh. Yep, and there's our buddy Mark from Catfish and Crappie. Yep. I, earlier, I seen your lovely wife Dean was in here. Um, it it, Chad. Yeah, I, I don't think you're saying that. That no, okay, wife, fine. But he can, he can he can <laughs> syllable it out to us to make sure. But I, I think. you know, I, we we were debating before the show started, and I hate to say this because this is the first time I'll admit that Lyle was right. <laughs> it, oh man! It is tune as outdoor adventures. As, <laughs> I, was I was waiting for it. Right. <laughs> uh, we got Finn and Fowl. What's going on, Alan Dittmeyer? Buckeye. 
Okay. People, they're still coming in. We're glad to have yeah. everybody in here. Have Ashley Brady, <clears throat> some new folks in, and some of the old reliable ones that that we've had for a long time. So there it is. Yes. <laughs> I was sure that was right, but you never know. You hate to do anything wrong and it be wrong. Well, so. you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't use those kind of words, Lyle. I am considering <laughs> yeah, right. my mood. So. <laughs> okay. <sighs> if you can convince yourself of that, that's half the battle month, man. <laughs> I'll restart tomorrow. <laughs> Frank, you've been in the catfishing and the fishing industry a long time. And uh, quite a while. Probably yep. since uh yeah, long before uh USCA started. Yeah. Blog we did. <laughs> yep, that's that's exactly right. We was all in that in the beginning and and uh You've been doing everything from doing YouTube videos to doing uh, channel art for people for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I've got an awful lot of art out there. I do a lot of Chris Flores' art, uh, Steve's art, just a whole bunch of different teams. Mm -hmm. I'm working on one for my buddy Pitlin Drag right now. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. What um, what got you started in the YouTube game? Just, I've always took a camera with me. You know, back in the day when I started, it was the little cheesy uh, 35 millimeter things. Right. <laughs> but I was always wanted to fish, and I've always wanted to video it because I always caught fish. And I'm like, well, maybe I can show people how to do this, man. So, yeah, I finally, after uh, seeing YouTube and all the little YouTube things pop up, I figured I'd give it a try. I don't, I don't really push it. I don't quite push it as much as everybody. I don't spam everywhere, so. I just do it for memories. <laughs> well, a lot of the stuff that you do is, is pretty pretty quality stuff, and and you do a lot of the uh, the creek fishing and stuff, and the bait that you use is overlooked by a lot of people. And um, the reason I I can relate to it is because it's the same stuff that that we use when we fish small uh, waterways. Yeah, I use creek chubs mostly. Creek chubs are suckers. But I'll switch up like in the winter during the cold months, I'll use shad. They say mm -hmm. shad during the cold months. And in the heat of the summer, I use more live bait than cut bait. I don't know what it is with that summertime. They like that live bait. Cold weather, they like it cut. <laughs> what um what kind of what kind of fish do you uh target throughout the year? Mostly flatheads. That's that's mainly what I'm on is flathead catfish, but I do channel catfish and then other than that, everything. If it swims, I want to catch it. Right. If a log perch shows up, I'll put on a little bitty hook. I'm gonna try and catch it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's it's what makes it go round. Um, you you don't have to. Um, you you don't keep a lot of fish either. No, I, I'll eat some crappie and some bluegill perch every now and then. I don't keep no catfish though. Yeah, I didn't think so. I I watched you for a long time, and and um, I noticed that a lot of the times you just you're catching release, which is fine. But um, my personal opinion is selective harvest is is a great thing. People should keep some of them, so a lot of the waterways don't get overpopulated. Yeah, we got a lot of the ones from two <clears throat> to eight pounds or so that'd be good to eat, but 
I get real personal about the big ones. <laughs> right, I do too. Small, small river, I've caught a lot of them over and over and over again. So you kind of get to know the markings on them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, do you, you used to do a lot of walking on these creeks and stuff. Do you still do that, or are you you're in your yeah, kayak or canoe or something now? Canoe walk. I got a big boat now. I can get out on a little bit bigger, bigger rivers. Our biggest rivers here have about a 2,500 CFM flow. So, Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that you'd got a bigger boat. You want to tell us about that? It's a, a, a sea nymph, 84 sea nymph sidewinder. It's an 18 mm -hmm. foot. It's, it's all cool. right. It's got a little 60 on it. I had to redo a couple of things in it, but it's all right. It's a multi-species boat. That's, hey, that fits right down your alley. Does that mean you'll yeah. be heading down to Ohio more often? Yeah, I like to fish the Ohio. I've, yeah. I grew up in Tulsa, but between Tulsa and Cincinnati. So I've fished a lot of blues, a lot of, like we're down where Lyle lives. I just went down. I got my mother-in-law about two years ago. She's been living. She lived in Buffalo. <laughs> in Buffalo, Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> right, right up there by you. That is by me. That's where I live. <laughs> I used to wait around over in Joplin and Shoal Creek all the time and catch the little uh, spotted bass and stuff out of there. That's one of my yep. favorite places to go there in Baxter wow. Springs. Baxter Springs, yeah. Wow. That's small world. I think we've talked about that before, though. Yeah. Fishing up in uh, Truman and uh, uh, Truman? Stockton. I was telling you about Stockton had a lot of crappie in it. Yep, still does. We've uh, we used to fish Stockton a lot. We was on Palm de Terre this past weekend, so that worked out. Up here, really see, well. I get all I fish up here is mainly natural lakes and the small rivers. We don't have too many reservoirs. We got three down a couple of like 40 or 50 miles from here. Awesome, but yeah, Great Lakes is full of uh, flatheads. <laughs> you know, that's something that I don't. I don't think a lot of people realize the flathead population in the Great Lakes. I know everybody realizes that they got a lot of channel cats in them, but I don't think they realize that there's that many flatheads in the Great Lakes. I never, that's the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, the western basin of Erie and uh, the southern part of Lake Michigan is just full of flatheads. Really? The tributaries, too. Uh, Grand River in Michigan, St. Joe River runs between uh, Indiana and Michigan. <laughs> And then we have the mommy. Uh, they just get full of them. The mommy is insane, full of flatheads. Really? They, they, get, they get up to about. I'm gonna say they top out about sixty. I've heard tell over sixty, but you know you hear about one sixty every year. But I'll quite a few fifties. And I would under. take that any year. Absolutely. Every time I go out, I take a sixty. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Biggest yeah, one I got this year was only about 35, though. That's it's a great bad. fish anywhere in the United States. 35-pound um, flathead's a great fish. Got my buddy on a 40. <laughs> First time he went fishing with me this year, I took him out. He was out maybe 20 minutes, and he slammed into a 40-pounder. J-Dog misses you, Chad. I just want you to know I, that. I, I just saw it, and I was actually getting ready to say we need to say hi to J-Dog whose wife landed a monster the other day out of the Ohio River. 70-pound blue cat. Congratulations to Miss Tara. Absolutely. It That's looked like fish. it was bigger. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you, Lyle. That fish looked like it was 80, 90 pounds, and I don't think J-Dog 
I don't think he weighed it right. I think he he probably jippered so it wouldn't be bigger than his seventy-two that he caught a couple, you know, about a month or so ago. That um, could very well be. She actually looked like she could handle the fish holding it better than he did. He looked like he was struggling with it, but she got a hold of it, man. She's proud of that thing. She held it tight. I know. I know them both pretty well, and I would say that yeah, she would probably outlift and out whoop him any day. I would pay good money to see that. 70 pounds, big fish. That's a yeah, that's a great fish. It was. Great, great fish. Congratulations, Terry. I see, I see uh, Mark's got Luke coming on after this. That guy catches big fish, too. He does catch some big fish. Luke's a great guest. They'll have a great show, so be sure to tune in to Catfish and Crappies podcast as soon as we are done here. Uh, I think he weighed them both at 72, Michael Morello says. No, he definitely gypped her out of two pounds. Oh, well, there's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta watch the video. You gotta watch the video. He definitely gypped her out of at least two pounds. Okay. He put the scale <laughs> on grams on that. As soon as as soon as it hit seventy, <laughs> he started dropping the scale. There you go. So, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't treat you that way, Tara. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, Lyle. What's that? Uh, so, Frank, I know I've seen you around in chat for quite a while and all that kind of stuff, but and it, it dawned on me when Lyle asked me if I wanted to help him co-host tonight, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'd love to come on and, and you know talk to Frank and stuff. And I was like, I better brush up. I'm going to go check him out, and I'll be honest. Either <laughs> I never subbed to you or you two unsubbed me, but whatever. And I spent part of my day watching videos. Now... <laughs> You know, well, I told you earlier, I cyber stalked you today. Um, I was getting directions to your house and everything. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> down, Frank. We're going to be fishing. Here, see headlights in the driveway right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I was amazed, you know, and I didn't know all the artwork is your own, too. And uh, I think I've seen that Patriot Catfish of America said that you did his logo as well. Yeah, I did his logo. I did yeah. uh, Mike Chavez's as well. I don't see him. That's there, awesome. He's um, in here. <laughs> but I, I noticed, though, you know, your video talent and stuff you're, is really well done. Where did you learn to do all this? I don't know. I've just always been able to draw ever since I was a little kid. I just drew stuff. I used to draw on hankies and sell them, and then guys was like, "Why don't you start tattooing?" So then I started tattooing. I did that for about twenty years. Now I just I, I draw, I tattoo, I fish, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> nice. Just draw. <laughs> I, I see things. In my I head. have zero. I look at a piece of paper, and it's just there on the paper, and I just trace it out of my head, basically. Really? <laughs> see, I wish I had that kind of brain. I wish I had that kind of talent. You freehand everything, don't you, Frank? Yeah, I don't. I don't trace anything off like Google or anything. I just sit down and sketch it all out myself. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Well, they're really going to be on Jason tonight. That everybody's on him about her fish well, being bigger than his. Well, let me. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, you know, I got my bait shop mentality here a little bit, while So, you yep. know, I instigate a little bit. Um, but I want to say hello and congratulations to Creole as well, who has posted out uh, some diagrams of the new house. 
Congratulations wow. for starting that project for your wife. Very nice. Awesome. I, yeah, I personally would never do anything to antagonize him into uh, building a house that, that he's not ready for or to help his wife, Laura, make it happen sooner. You know, never would I do anything like that. Maybe if J Dog was taller, he could have weighed it properly. <laughs> I had to tell touch at the bottom. So, Matt, are you saying that he's a Dockery Dink? He's not quite that short. He's not that short. <laughs> he's not that short. <laughs> oh, David Funk, welcome to the, show, to the show. I'm trying to find your comment. It, yeah. I've never had There's a lot of people on here. I'd like to meet in a uh, person. All these people in chat. A lot of people I talk to. I'd like to fish yep. with some of these people. Uh, yeah. That's what there everybody is. needs to do. They need to come to Northern Indiana and try to fish out. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's a long haul for me. It's not too bad for Chad though. Yeah. Three and a half hours ain't horrible. No, that's yeah, not, that's not bad. bad. Now, um, actually, that's another thing I noticed. You know, like you know, fishing with Aloft TV, Everett, and um, yeah, Everett's one of my buddies, man. Yeah, he's a good friend. Uh, you mentioned um, Pill and Drag. I almost called him PD. Um, yeah. Who, who, who else? Is, yeah. Who else have you gotten to fish with? I, I, um, obviously, uh, I'm still trying to catch up on all your videos now. Fish with Chad Wah. You know him. I do. Uh, yeah, Chad. I fish with Chad a lot. He's got to be a great guy. Other than that, it's mostly just local people. I like to take people out and teach them how to fish. You'll get guys off. I'll see a guy on the bank, and he'll be a little 202, and I'll be like, hey, man, check this out. And put him on spots and get him on fish. That's what I do. I'll t I, I was about three weeks ago. I was out on the river, and I was just sitting downtown. And a whole group of kids walked up and started asking me about the boat. I'm like, y'all ever been in a boat? They're like, no. I was like, get in. <laughs> Off we went up and down the rivers. <laughs> well, I mean, that poses a great question. What you just was just talking about is, so for somebody that really doesn't know much about fishing, gets getting in it, what, what is the kind of things you like to take and show people first? How to catch bait and what to look for. That's the most important things is to have bait and location. You, you can throw a bait anywhere in the water, but if there's no fish there, you're going to sit there and have a bad time. Yeah, that's really nice. The locations of where they're at really fast so you can get right on them. That's what I have to do when I make videos. When I go get bait, I got a short amount of time between my mom work, or my wife working and, and you know, take care of her mom and, and the kids. So I'll run down to the creek. I got four hours. So I go straight to the creek, catch my bait, and go straight to the hole and get my whole video done in four hours. Wow. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> Can somebody share a, a link to Chad's YouTube channel, please? One of our mods. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that if everybody could. Um, but no, that's really that is a great a great thing that you just said is and you mm -hmm. know a lot of people like Lyle, he would just show them where Walmart is, go to the chicken aisle and take them out <laughs> and say, that's it. But I think that's you know what's up, Jay's catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reading now. I got the camera in front of the screen, so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm the camera. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think that's kind of a lot, kind of a, a lost focus 
with uh, what we do is how important being able to catch bait is because um, we always focus on going and showing the big fish, right? Showing how many catfish we can catch, but with how often do we actually show bait videos um, and the how to, how to, how to find them, how to catch them. I did a couple of them, I think, how to catch creek chubs. Mm-hmm. I just use I just use the little galt maggots from Walmart and a little yeah. uh, float rig. See, a lot of my my fishing style comes from uh, uh, steelhead fishing and things like that. So a lot of the same rigs that I use for like steelhead or walleye, I I use and adapt for catfish. Because it, it, around here we don't have that eighty feet of water with that big giant column of water moving. We don't have to use twelve ounce weights and stuff to keep it down. Yeah, throw on a little bitty float, a couple of slip shots or split shots, and a and a live bait, and just flip it out there. That's I use. I'm not a I'm not a waiter. I, I bass for I kind of bass fish for flatheads, man. I'll take a jig head and put a bait on it and drop it straight down in the trees or something like that, you know. Okay. It's a little different here in this shallow, clear water stalk around at night you'll see them up in the rapids they'll get their head up against the big boulders like a current break and they'll mm-hmm. sit there and real still and you can watch them in the canoe with a flashlight something goes by they'll kind of edge out a little bit and check it if it's bait they'll swallow it if not they'll just go back behind the rock and just sit really? that's <laughs> cool. pretty neat that's pretty neat now you were talking about you know during the warmer months you use Creek, uh, the creek chub stuff for the most part, and then you switch over to shad later on. What what is your your point at which you do that kind of stuff? Like, how do you know when you want to change it? Start changing over. I start using shad when the water's around sixty degrees. That's usually when I get to get good bite on shad in the fall and the spring. And then as the spring goes on, it seems like around April up here when the water starts hitting that mid sixties, they get real high mm-hmm. and they'll start hitting a, a cut bait real good. I don't know why. I don't know why they hit cut bait so good in the spring, but they, they love it. Interesting. I actually catch most of my flatheads on cut bait. I, I only use a live bait maybe in August. That's it. I don't use much really? live bait at all. Almost every flathead I catch is off cut bait. I'm not saying yeah. live bait don't work because it sure does. People catch them all the time, all the time on live bait. But for me, I just use cut. It's a little eater manage. You don't have to worry about keeping it alive and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I've, I, that's an interesting thing that people have brought up, I think, in various different shows is where s- some people only seem to catch them on cut bait. Some say only live bait. You're saying kind of cut bait until it, certain, it, certain times. They but. have their moods. I, I personally think they have their moods. You know, like at prime yeah. times at two hours before and after sunrise and sunset, those four four hours in the evening and morning that are prime, they'll probably take a, a – two-pound carp. <laughs> They're hype. I just, they it's, like it's, just, it's hard to carry a big bucket of live bait when you're going to walk two or three miles down the riverbank. <laughs> it's hard that to carry. It is when you got all your other stuff, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Creole says yellow, yellow cats, a.k.a. shovelheads, which you call them flatheads, love, uh, are more likely to hit cut bait when they are forced to compete with big blues. That could be possible. We don't have any blue cats up here, though. Yeah, I will say you don't. You you just have mm-hmm. flathead and channel cats up here. Right? You yep. have to come south uh, to, to get in on any of those. Yeah, I have to get down around 
it'd take me about a hundred miles and I'd be around Indianapolis and then I might start seeing some blues in the rivers, but you lower white river too cold up there. Isn't it Frank? I don't know. Blue cats like cold weather. I hear. I, that's, well, that's, that's, I don't, I don't have any worldly clue why they're not up here. Do you think it's more of a water depth thing and up that way? Or, I mean, I, I don't know what your water depths up are, are, are up there. Um, or maybe they haven't the been stopped. A little different up here. It's more. It's it's clear. The the bottom's more rock and gravel. There's not much mud. It's shallower. Maybe that's it. I know. They say the flatheads got into the the Great Lakes because there's a couple of little areas where, like, the, was that the Illinois River over in Illinois mm -hmm. connects to the Chicago Shipping Channel, and then here in Fort Wayne, there's a Eagle Marsh. It's like a marsh, and when the Wabash backs up, it connects sometimes with the with the Great Lakes. They got a carp barrier across there, so I don't I don't know why there are any blues up here. I figured there should be some in here, but there's none. <laughs> or maybe current. I mean, I don't know. Do you have a hydro dam anywhere? We don't have we don't have a uh, electric dams. We got uh, three dams that control like the water level in the summer for our water supply. Mm -hmm. But there's no, it, it, say if like an Asian carp or something went in through the Eagle Marsh and got into like this place called Jump Ditch, it can make it all the way to Lake Erie. I, know, I, I don't know. Maybe blue, cat, blue cats just don't come up this far. I don't know. David Funk says blues like Bama cold water, not Ohio cold water. <laughs> <laughs> I know on the Mississippi River, since they put in the hydro dam at Keokuk, they don't go past it for whatever reason. Um, you know, I'm sure at some point there's a few that make it past there, but they either get caught up pretty rapidly or something because you never hear of anybody catching any above the kick up dam. And it may have something to do with the hydro dam, uh, but there's just not any above, above there. It might have yeah. something to do with the ice here because our rivers in the winter, they turn into ice jam. All the trees around here up to about six feet high, all the bark's gone off of them along the river. Because all really? the ice just jams up and tears the trees yeah. and stuff up in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah, I don't imagine a blue cat likes to be under two foot of ice. <laughs> well, probably not. And and I imagine it gets worse than that sometimes, doesn't it, Frank? Uh, the thickest I've ever seen the ice is, is around 20 inches up here. That's pretty thick. But yeah, you know, it gets that's... way thicker than that up, up in, like, Minnesota and that. That's thick yeah. enough for a while to be out there on that ice ice fishing. Is that, no. That's yeah. No. no. Not, not even close. Yeah, you'd be uh, all right. Five inches. Maybe so, but you can drive a sm snowmobile out on five inches of ice. Yeah, Brad. Brad Beck says silver and big head carp are slowly making their way up toward Frank's area. Thank uh, you. Yeah. All of our area, they're they're starting to find them more and more here in my part of the Ohio and and even north. Fifty, sixty pounds or bigger. That's too bad if they, because if nobody they get into Great Lakes, that. it'll be a disaster. It'll be a disaster. Yeah, are they still trying to keep them out, Frank? Yeah, are, yeah. I knew they was. They was trying electricity and all kinds of other stuff to keep them out of the Great Lakes. Yeah, that uh, shipping canal they got up there, it cuts by Chicago. They got some kind of electro barrier underneath it. Right. Here, where Eagle March connects, they got some kind of netting. It's like a fence netting thing. 
if they'd have been as worried about keeping them out of the Mississippi River Basin as they are the Great Lakes, we wouldn't have this problem. Of course, in my research, opinion, yeah, the, farmers, they, the, the catfish farmers that brought them here in the first place should have stopped and researched that. First. They should have never let them brought them over. I mean, holy, they was thinking that they would stop algae growth in different parts, but after that flood, it just they just took off, and I I don't see any stopping them. No natural predators, the blue cat and the flathead, but once they get so big, they, yeah, they yeah, they grow so fast. Yeah, I mean, even the long nose gar aren't going to be able to compete with nothing over five, ten pounds, you know, maybe 15, but until they start introducing Lyle's favorite alligator gar more, but they're they're, they're not going to stay in all these cold waters up here. They used to be uh, native here. Alligator yeah. gar used to be all native. Here, well, I knew they were up in the Mississippi. But yep. did, how far up? Well, they, come they, up to they were more of a warm water. Yeah, they come up to Wabash though. Really? The Wabash is a county south of. Bring them on. If you go, if you go a county south of me, all the water drains to the Mississippi. In my county, north, it all drains north into the Great Lakes. Yeah, they. Uh, I wonder how how cold cold water those fish can uh, could handle. I know, like the the uh, long nose mm-hmm. are. We are overran with those over around here, so. The mighty Wabash here isn't that mighty though. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a <laughs> it's kind of like a whitewater rapid little creek thing. Gotcha. They um, they're introducing them back, in, and uh, our favorite James Dockery has has told me about this. They're introducing them back into the Mississippi River and different places in Missouri uh, to help combat against Asian carp, but. It would t- it's going to take hundreds of years for them to get populated enough to do any damage to those Asians the way they uh, raise and have three or four litters a year. And Oh, yeah. Uh, and they grow, like, so uh, fast. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That's, that's the problem with them, with, uh, with uh, blues and flatheads and stuff. They get so big so fast that those catfish can't eat them after a very short period of time. So yeah, and I mean, unless you find a catfish with my kind of appetite, where I want to eat something three times the size that I should, yeah, they're not going to get. I, I I resemble that. Yeah, there's Lee Evans, hey, there's Lee Evans. Squirrel, Paul yeah. Betty. I don't know if you saw Paul, uh, Miss Betty oh, Jean. Glad to see her in here tonight. We get. Lots and lots and lots of people coming in. We're glad to have every one of you in chat. <laughs> Maybe they need to, to hook something up to the sides of these barges that are going up and down the rivers, like some kind of netting thing, and get, get them to just jump in all these barges as they go up and down the river. <laughs> <laughs> had to. She wouldn't leave me alone. I understand. I really do. All right, I got pendage. You gotta get down now. Texas silvers and big heads are almost to Indianapolis, Indiana, and the White River. Yeah, that's where our uh, our state record catfish comes from. The White River, I think it's seventy nine pounds. Wow. I think it's uh no our state record blue comes from the Ohio, from Owensboro. Yeah. Uh, was that Bruce Midkiff? I think mm-hmm. that's the guy I got mm-hmm. I, that, that's been 
That's been beat now, hasn't it? I don't remember. I think somebody caught one a year or so ago uh, down just in the Ohio above the confluence of the Mississippi that was bigger. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Somebody, somebody in chat will know that for well, sure. I'm going to take. They need to quit catching my fish. That's the Ohio River. Kentucky owns that. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky owns that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I haven't fished in Kentucky for a while. I've been kind of mad at Kentucky, man. They're kind of tight with the catfish regs down there in the paper. Yeah, they're too tight with them. Christina is hey. riding with Josh and listening as they drive. Well, I am glad that she is keeping him safe and that she could post whatever she wants on his account. Well, if he's just listening, I can sing some Bismarcky. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin with Palmetto Cats has joined us. Welcome, Kevin. I see that Realville, too, was in here. Yep. Um, I lost the train thought now. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. See, Wait till you're my age, Lyle. That's the powerhouse fishermen guys right there, Kevin and all them. Yeah. <laughs> Up there doing it with the cat con. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. I, I like to watch that cat con. I'm glad he did that last year and this year. Put it on there so that we could watch it instead of twiddling our thumbs here. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. I, I think he does better than just a guy walking around with a camera, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I tried to hunt over the weekend and uh, I tuned in a couple different times while everybody was walking around and doing stuff. He, him, and um, I know hooks and hammocks went live once or twice, and tried to I watch like him. You can't, can't really walk the, fish. They they don't live too far. You from know me now. that is a that is a perfect idea. I've been trying and trying to teach him how to fish, but he <laughs> needs somebody way better than me, and it would be so helpful if i could send him with you for a while so when he comes back down here to me i don't i don't have to do all i gotta do right now and then he can teach me how we to should get work together get a little get together going up here or something get a bunch yeah. of youtubers or something together and fish or something somewhere i don't care yeah, yeah. Like it's a good idea yeah there's meet and greets pop up all over the place now um i know avid has some kevin's had some out there they've had some up at the potomac there was one up in ohio time a certain distance because of all the family i got i got five kids they're still in school that all? <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> i mean the biggest thing is just finding yeah a day that kind of would work for people and a location that will house you know 20 30 you know 10 20 30 people it depends on how many wanted to come run a cabin yeah frank do you yeah. fish the great lakes any to mount anything yeah. Yeah, uh, here in uh, Michigan. They, uh, um, I would love to go up there sometime. It's 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 a different. I don't know. It's it's almost the same as I would say fishing a reservoir, fishing in the in the area for catfish. It's about the same difference. Pretty cool. much the same setup. Uh, the tributary mouths are where they're all at. You know, like. Anywhere, any lake, catfish in the spring moves toward upriver. They all move towards them tributaries. And they do the same thing in Lake Erie. The tributaries will get stacked, stacked to the hill with catfish. Really? I know a lot of people fishing. I'm pretty much there. Say, they're they're kind of, 
that's just the nature of a catfish, I think, in the in the spring. They all move upstream. I, I tell people that too here when they're fishing. I'll see them fishing in the spring and they're fishing down in the lake. I'm like, hey man, go up river. <laughs> yeah. Check out the up river side of this. Yep. Do uh Mark wants to know wants you to tell us about steelhead fishing. Wait around in cold water and throw a spinner. The secret's out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. I use uh, spinners and sometimes I use spawn sacks, but you're just basically drifting floats or run, run a spinner next to boulders or any kind of obstruction. You see a little water, little current seam or something. It's no different than bass fishing or anything else. Guys just go a little crazy with it and use the center pins and all that. I just use a nine foot spinning rod. <laughs> I don't get too overcomplicated in anything. You overcomplicate it, you. You're playing with your gear more than you're fishing. <laughs> Christina says you should join us at Mendota. Yeah. Mendota, that's a where's fun that? Trip. Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. That's not that far from here. Mm -mm. Great channel cat over. Ain't that uh that's where uh you and Mark and all them went, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's where we was all up there last year, yeah. We'll yep. be going back this year too, come May. In May? Yep. Y'all shoot me an email and I might meet y'all down there. All right. Like you can do that. <laughs> I like to catch fish too. Oh, dude. <laughs> There's some good ones in there. There's a pair of fishing in there. I don't know. Um, Mark and us have actually talked, uh, Mark and, and several of us have talked about going to the Wisconsin River to go after uh, perch. Um, the season in the lake, I don't know if it's everywhere in the state or not, but the season is closed there when we go up for the channel cat. But um, they got supposedly got some giant perch in the... Man, we got stock perch up here on, on our Lake James chain up here. In the really? You really? Sight fishing. Little stripes everywhere. You just flip a minnow to I'm gonna oh, ride up here just for that, Frank. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I think I got a video. It's a video I did earlier in the year, whatever. We're just floating around up there, just sight fishing uh bass and perch and <laughs> all that stuff. Now, there's a scary thought. J Dog is going to blow the roof off of Mendota this year. Hey Lyle. Blow the bottom out. Yeah. <laughs> gotta blow I, the bottom out. I'm saying I'm saying how much how much you want to bet J Dog gets stuck and one of us has to pull him out of the mud. Is he driving Chevrolet? I'm not, I'm not sure if J Dog does. That's a that's a that's a weirdly shaped lake. <laughs> I'm 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 hoping he bring, brings Tara with him to keep him out of oh, trouble. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what was it? Yeah, uh, Mark said no. It's flathead in the Wisconsin River, not perch. Oh, okay. Yeah, perch are in perch are in Mendota, but yeah, Lake James is huge, man. Yeah, there's a two-week period up there where perch fishing is not allowed, and it's when we go up there. Yeah, that's too bad. It is. Yeah, some of them states have closed season, but it's for a good reason, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's to protect our spawn, right? Yeah, I, I've watched guys around here, oh, look at these bass I've caught, but I've watched them go up on a nest and, and sit there and drop a jig in there and just snag. It's like, man, you didn't catch that fish, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fishing. 
fishing in freedom, there are no flatheads in Mendota. No. Just channel cats. Yep. Monster channel as cats. As far as I know, anyhow. Good. I mean, there's good what? There's we grow good huge channel carp. cats up north, though. I think it's yeah. water. I think it is. Down south, the channel cats are on the go the whole year. All the time, they're on the go. Up here, they kind of get laid back in the winter. And then they get hype in the summer and they get laid back in the winter. I think it makes them grow fat. <laughs> well, that and, you know, when they don't have blue cats and, yeah, you know, like in well, Mendota, the predators. They got a lot of competition with the flatheads here, though. They Our do. Room, you, you catch more flatheads than channel cats by far. Really? But like Mendota is, um, it's, it's very easy to go up there and potentially catch a 20 plus pound channel cat, mm -hmm. right? Um, nobody, nobody hit 30. There was what a 29, wasn't it? Lyle, the biggest this uh, year. Only Smith hit, uh, Hanson hit one. Oh, really? Hit a 30. Yeah. Any, I, any I, I over that. 10 pounds is huge. Anything over 20 it, is a giant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, like we said, though, they don't have all the, you know, these other flathead and blue cats to compete with. They're competing with, you know, the pike and stuff up there, but the channel cats are bigger than bigger. Yeah, they've got some giant channels up there. They really do. I've caught so, a few. Uh, Channel cats out of the creek that have big teeth marks in them. I, I know we uh, seen several pike caught up there, and I'm sure there's a lot bigger in that lake. But we were catching channel cats bigger than every pike we ever caught up that way. Oh yeah, yeah. The pike and muskie are real; they're crazy fish. They're real aggressive. If they see something moving and they think they can take it, they'll they'll attack it right off. Yeah. Even there's people with uh, rings and watches on while they're swimming. There's been a few incidences of that up here. Really I'm getting stitches, yeah. Really, swim around with a shiny watch on. <laughs> Will Bill says, I think flatheads are better than blues. I'd rather catch a 25 pound channel than a blue cat. Change my mind, you know. Yeah, people hate me for it, but I call blues, I call them they say they have a soft mouth, <laughs> they're fat and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I like them so much. We relate. <laughs> you catch them, it's like they'll give a little bit of thump, but then you just pull them in. <laughs> you get them on the end out in that heavy current. Think your rod's going to break. <laughs> yeah, out in that current, or out in some current, they'll definitely give you a good pull. But a, a good flathead fight, or like you're saying, those twenty to twenty-five pound, thirty-pound channel cats. And like the two to three cats are like Ferraris, they're fast. Yes, they are. I think those are the fastest, the fastest swimming of the catfish. Well, I know so my, my biggest one up here was twenty-one this year, and it had my rod bent and underneath the boat for a few minutes. And we were only in like three and a half foot of water. It was well, going everywhere. It was tournament earlier in the year. I was on a tournament with Everett. It was it wasn't nothing but maybe an eight pound catfish, a little eight pound channel cat. I hooked it and I thought for sure. I'm like, oh dude, we got the win on this one. We got the win. I pulled it up and hit the top of the water. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Throw it back. <laughs> we, <laughs> you remember where we were fishing and it, it same thing. I, I had a long rod and I was dragging baits and 
my center right rod just doubled over and it was yanking, yanking. And I got so excited. I jumped up and I'm reeling it in. It was fighting me for about halfway to the boat. And then all of a sudden I realized what it was. It must've been about a two pound channel cap. I was like, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to tell anybody about this one, how hard it felt. Like I thought it was going to be a deer. You hear the squirrel in the background. You think it's a giant deer. It's nothing but a little squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same way. Peck your rod, 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 bend over, and you hook it. And then you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what just happened? You just lost like a tenth of your size when you got the, right. you got the bank. <laughs> I think um, Channel Cat are probably pound for pound the the best fighting fish of all but i do oh, like yeah. to catch them all oh yeah oh absolutely but could you imagine <laughs> a channel cat getting to be 80 90 pounds the fight you would have to have a tuna rod you'd yeah. have to definitely plant your feet on the deck and, and <laughs> fight it <laughs> i agree I agree. That's a fact. Yeah, we're getting them sturgeons up here now. They started putting the sturgeons back in Lake Erie. They started stocking them in the Maumee. That should be fun here in a few years. I can't. I want to try one of those out. It I caught one good. out west. It wasn't real big, though. It was about maybe 40, 50 pounds. But it was a hell of a fight, too. It takes them a while to grow, but once they get there, they're... They don't give up at all no. when you hook them. And they love current. The more, the better. Night crawlers, they love some night crawlers. <laughs> they like worms, yeah. Yeah. When they first, the first time I fished for them, I fished with them with trout. Dude's like, here, you got to use this trout head. And I'm like, it's a trout, man. Are these bait fish? Can use that trout. <laughs> but they yeah, stock them now. Down down uh, everything eat trout. <laughs> yeah. Southern, south, uh, it's like south central, southwestern Kentucky in uh, Lake Cumberland now. They're, they're, uh, they've had them in there for probably at least five, ten years. You just obviously you're not allowed to keep them or anything like that. So, right. What are they? The uh, lake sturgeon or the white? The lake sturgeons. Lake sturgeon. Yeah, that's what they stocked up here. We got a bunch of the shovel nose. Those are little bitty though. Weird looking. Yeah, things. that's different than a shovel head, Lyle. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Shovel nose sturgeon. Yeah. The weird looking thing. That. Uh, yeah. They are weird looking. <laughs> like swimming battle axe. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> guys got any uh, questions for Frank while we have him here? We got about. Now would be a good time. Yeah. We've got about 15 minutes left. Frank, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in, in your artwork? Just tattoo. That's that's Just how you got started in doing the artwork that you do for people on channel work. Yeah, I did tattoos for about twenty years, and then I don't know. I just I didn't have nothing in common with the people anymore. When I was young, it was rednecks and biker guys and stuff like that. And now you know it's the purple haired kids with weird ideas and stuff like <laughs> that, man. And I just <laughs> I can't do it no more. I've, so, I can uh, understand that. Yeah. Now I do a little bit on the side, and I don't really know how. I think it was uh, Steve is the first one I did a picture with. I just sit down and drew a picture for him, sent it to him, and he ended up getting it tattooed on his leg. 
And I'm like, oh, I could have done that for you. And then it, from there, it just went, oh, you draw, you draw. And then I just started drawing for people. Cool. Real Bill Catfishing says, will you redesign my logo? Oh, yeah. I could do that. I know that fish. <laughs> I see that one a lot. <laughs> just have to hit me up on Facebook or something and let me know, man. Just send him a message. And I can draw you something up. Yep. He's on Facebook. He'll hook you right up. Mr. Kitty Whisker says, Frank, what is your favorite hooks? My absolute favorite hook is a uh, Eagle Claw 70, uh, 72-28, the octopus circle. That's my favorite one. But now they're starting to make them to where, I don't know, they're different metal now. They're, they bend a little easier now than they used to. So this year I'm going to try some Nocturnal Nation hooks. A uh, couple of my buddies that live here around, they, they own the Nocturnal Nation or whatever. So I'm going to try them out since they're local and I know them. <laughs> yeah. I love my Eagle Claws. I like the 2022s and the L197s. They're both great hooks. Those are the thicker wire ones, ain't they? The 197s aren't. The 2022s are. They're the thick, the heavy wire. Those are the ones I like for tournament fishing for big blues. I fish mostly like the medium action rod, so the lighter wire tends yeah. to penetrate a little easier. That's the yeah. reason I use them, really. The 197s would be good for that. That's uh, uh, they, they work really good. I like the straight eye circle hooks, too. I don't like the bent back eye. The yeah, straight they, eye, it seems way. Like they get a more of a trigger action. I think so, too. Northeast Kansas fisherman technical says, I have talk. found that. Do what? I like that technical talk. <laughs> yeah. Northeast Kansas fisherman says, I have found that creek chub work, work in the lake here. They're oily. Oh, and they're stinky. nationwide. If there's a tributary with creek chubs in it, I can guarantee you the fish in that lake or river will eat them. You betcha. They stink good. Yes, they do. They good. <laughs> You can take those things and catch them and put them in a cooler inside of a Ziploc bag, and they'll stay with you all yeah. day. That's how I do. When I'm at the creek, I'll just get a Ziploc and throw about eight of them in a Ziploc and carry it around in my pocket. Yep. They work great. SK's Crappie Catching Adventures has joined us. Welcome, SK. What's up, SK? Glad hey, Ralph. Have you today. Yes, he was. Had a great show. I like to watch SK's show. I watch it. Yeah, he's. I like to watch a lot of people's shows. It's just it's hard to watch them hours at a time all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, Fisherman. I see Justin's in here. That's my buddy. <laughs> Justin fishing fetish. Yeah. I haven't you seen claim him. him? Huh? He's a cool dude. I think yeah. you, you claim Justin. What is it that you call him, Chad? Gabby's dad. Yeah, Gabby's, Gabby's dead. dead. <laughs> mostly because mostly because she scares me, and I try to get her to love me. <laughs> Frank, she she threatened she threatened me with. I'm, I'm, that's all I gotta say. Uh, let's see. Colonel, the Aurora Tenants, Realville swears by them. Yeah, the Roars, Real Wheel Catfishing said. I was going to try them this year, the, the Roars. 
Are you lost? Just bad with misplaced. Nah, a little, probably a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, Frank, I know you said you kind of just leisurely do your your channel and stuff now. I know you got a pretty decent following, uh, but what, what are you planning on continuing? And how often do yeah. you put stuff out? And yeah, my wife's been working with this COVID. You've had people; she keeps having people call off. You know. COVID this, COVID that, they get two weeks off whether they have it or not. It's kind of ridiculous. They're paying these people not to work. So my wife hasn't put in all this over extra time, extra time. so I ain't had really time to get out too much this year. Gotcha. But it's changing, so I should be able to get out more often now. Yeah, definitely understand the uh, the struggles with that kind of stuff. It's, uh, yeah, most people don't see it, but it affects us a lot, you know. Yeah. Hours, people... Oh, people want to work. Nah, they keep calling off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the people that are, you know, picking up those extra hours because those people want to work, you know, it really does take its toll on, you know. And yeah, my wife's had got, to work the whole COVID when everybody else is cut out and cut off. She stayed there yeah. the whole time. She'll put in 14, 16 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. Patriot's got to get done, you know. It does. Patriot James says, Frank, are you working on any logos right now? Uh, I'm working on one for uh, Peel and Drag right now. That's it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Man, James should remind me. I, I remember James now. I got to put a little uh, little symbol in his uh, logo for him. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. I have to do that tonight. <laughs> sweet. Uh, Mr. Parker Pursuits. I wonder if he's done deer hunting yet. So I think a lot of thing with the fishing up around here is just the fishing, urban fishing. I like to get people out fish urban, urban areas. Yeah, that's fun. A lot of people have good fishing holes within a thirty-minute drive from them, but they don't know what to look for, really. You know, and a lot of places get overlooked, especially these little creeks and these little rivers. People will drive over a bridge and they'll look down. Try it out. You won't. Some of them have big fish in them. <laughs> and a lot of them, nobody fishes. A lot of them are just overlooked. The people just don't want to walk down there to them. They want to, they want to be able to just park their car and walk to the water, right? They have the water right there. And sometimes you got to make a little trip. That trip is my one of my favorite parts. I like to take people out in the canoe and just go out. Just go out. And so they can. I just like to explore and look at things. I want to look at everything. <laughs> right. I understand. I sure well, do. what's something you look at for, from a, a new area that you haven't fished before that, you know, I tells look for you. bends and ripples because any kind of ripple will have a hole under it and a bend will usually have a hole. Or uh, you can look yeah. at uh, brush piles and log piles too because if they've been there for a while, the water pushed around them and pushed a hole out underneath them and they'll sit there too. Okay. It's kind of little things I look for. In the evening time, though, when it starts, to, I, I move up into the ripples or into the mouth of a cove, somewhere shallow where all the bait fish are at. That's usually where I'm going to move to. That's usually where I find them. Okay. I fish when I when I say like people look for my holes. I don't really fish a hole. I have a spot. There's a spot inside that hole, maybe next to a root wad, is where you're going to get all your fish at, and you'll get them all in like 15 minutes, and then. The rest of the time, you're just going to be sitting there waiting for a bite. You'll get a few, 
but you want to really pack up and move on to the next spot. And that's that's my holes. A hole to me is a five foot round target. Really? I'll sit down at, in places and I'll cast a sinker out, just a sinker, and I'll let it sink. And you can tell how deep it is. You can tell if it hits sand or if it hits mud or if it hits rock. When you pull that sinker in, you might feel it hit some brush, and then you kind of got an idea in your head of what's down there, kind of. And I'll just start working that spot around. That's how I did it. <laughs> Pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Well, Frank, we're running on about an hour. We don't want to crowd out Mark. He's going to be coming on with Luke Hinges next. Yeah, I'm going to over and watch some guys, too. <laughs> yeah, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show tonight. We appreciate it so much. I don't know why come it took so long to get you on here, but we're glad that you joined us. And we, we need to do this again, maybe in the summertime when uh, it warms up a little bit and you're going to be out fishing. Maybe we can do one live with you. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I think that'd I'd have be probably thought of more to talk about today, but it's the first time I've been on live show and anybody. That's all right. You practice perfect. We'll get you on here. We'll do it again. It'd be fun. Ted, you got any closing statements? Uh, I do not, sir. I'm excited to go over and watch Luke and uh, Mark, and uh, we'll see you guys also on Thursday night. We got the That's bait shop. Uh, even though it's Thanksgiving, everybody will be full uh, with their bellies and ready to watch, hopefully, the, the bait shop and fan, pan fish nation on Thursday night. And we'll be doing that after everybody. Well, you know, you, you may have to come in there and help Mark out because if I'm too full, well, you know, you can <laughs> me. Well, I have your full <laughs> piece of pie because I know how you are with pie, Lyle. Uh, there yeah. won't be one or two pieces. There's only two. We gotta remember to keep some of our catfishing friends in our prayers too, like Paula Curtis Smith. She's Absolutely. going through some stuff right now, yep. and a couple other people out. This year has been kind of hard for some people. So. Yep. Kevin, uh, with K and B Anglers and his family, uh, yeah. there's a lot of folks right now. Um, Patriot James has got some stuff going on out there. So uh, everybody that's got anything going on, uh, uh, just if you think about it, uh, say a little something for them and. Uh, They'll all appreciate it, I promise you. And honestly, you know, I think, honestly, you, you, we do know of the people like that that um, are hurting that we're aware of, but there's probably quite a few out there that we don't. are hurting and, and you don't um, for one reason or another, and that's their business. But keep everybody in the community, you know, in your thoughts and prayers, too. It, you, you, you really never know what somebody's going through. So, you know, we... we we talk about community here and trying to build this up to, to be a good thing. And that's what we need to try to stand by. So it's always been a good tight community. People have their disagreements and stuff, but when it comes to it, the catfish community is pretty solid for everybody. They that's are. I've always liked about it. That's, that's exactly. There's Amy Payne and Alicia Barnett. and just, just now seen both of them. I hate to tell you ladies, but you're late. But it's, <laughs> it's Okay. But now you can tune in and watch Mark with Catfishing Crappie Podcast with his special guest, Luke Hinges. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you next week. Take care, everybody.